0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Hello, everyone. This is part two of Private Parts Podcast with Max Whitlock. Here we go. It's funny when when you lose that naivety. When you yeah. when you gain the experience, that's when you start to fear the failure because you realize what's you realize what's possible and what you can do and mm-hmm. what you have done, and then you go, well, hang on a second, oh my god, now I'm scared to not achieve all of that. Whereas yeah. before you just had none of that, so you're just like, oh, it doesn't matter.
0: You just go and you just do. Yeah, and when that changes, that's where it becomes really hard because that's where I have so much respect now for people that and athletes that gain a title and retain them because from my experience, I've learned how hard that is to retain a title. Not just It's not just about the performance. It's about everything that surrounds it. It's about, you know, motivation gets harder and harder as you get older. Training gets harder and harder as you get older. Pressure just ramps up even more. Expectancy is, is constantly increased. Recovery takes longer. Everything is just so much more challenging the more you progress through sport. Does, does that frustrate you? Not now. I think I've I learned to kind of put it in a place where actually I thrive off the challenge of competing against others that are in their prime. I remember when I was in my prime and like a, a prime age for a gymnast is around 22, 23. That's so wild. It's, it's a young sport. Yeah. And I think I just felt like invincible during that period. Like I felt like I could just go and just go. Really? I felt like, I, I remember the Commonwealth Games in 2014 and I competed five days in a row and that's quite a lot for a gymnast.
1: Yeah.
0: Um We don't really ever really experience that. And I just no problem with fatigue, no problem with time, so I just go. And I just felt it's like I'm like like just... with hangovers. Honestly, back then it just
1: kept going. <laughs> exactly.
0: But it's just like, and then yeah, you get to a point. I suppose I got to a point in 2015 where I got glandular fever, hit me like a ton of bricks. And then, how did
1: you get that? I always hear it's the kissing disease. I've heard that. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> that Olympic village. <laughs> do
0: you know? Do you know what? <laughs> But do you know what, what I, what I think it was, was basically, so when I was young, random story, um, I don't know if it was this, so people might correct yeah. me, um, but I, um, I was taking uh, tablets to help my spots because I had such bad, I had bad spots, I had bad acne when I was mm. young and I was kind of really self-conscious of them. So I was taking tablets to try and help that mm. and I was on them for so long so long and I feel like I, I heard some people say that it basically it's not good to be on that. well I think it, can, it, it
1: says you're going to attack your immune system and, exactly. and things like that yeah, yeah it can so do I don't that
0: think that, that helped um yes and a fever, fever hit me and I remember training got so dangerous like because I, I I was in a mindset where I was like I didn't want to give in to this like just I remember walking into training some days and I'd start swinging my arms around to warm up and my arms would weigh a ton and I, I had just it couldn't well. do anything. Really?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had it I had it severely for like uh, a month and I had to be put in a hospital and on steroids because I couldn't swallow. That bad? It, yeah, because my throat closed up. It was just awful, the whole thing. But you're just, I was exhausted. Mm. I mean, that's me From lying. the minute it, you wake up. Oh, yeah. And yeah. You're, you're, a, you're a
0: professional athlete. Trying. And I didn't want to give into it. So I was Man, like-
1: your mindset I'm correct. not accepting
0: it. And I wanted to keep push through. And I pushed through and I was basically told like, because I wasn't doing what I was meant to do in training and my consistency weren't consistency weren't there mm. for obvious reasons. And we didn't know the reason. I was told like, you're not gonna go to this European Championships. And I was like, no, I'm gonna make sure I am going to the European Championships. And I, I, was, I was at, at that time, I was, I was at the British Championships, which was a qualifications process. And I, I planned on not doing it because of, I wasn't like kind of ready. I was told this. So I went and bought competition kit from a stand and I went in and i done my routine. I made the Europeans because it, it hit the qualification score. Um, and then I went to Europeans and it didn't go to plan. So looking back now, I probably shouldn't, I probably should have just sat back and actually took time to actually realize what was up. Um, yeah, but you learned so much from that. So much, so much. Um, but yeah, then I got tests done and it came back to an fever, which I was, was almost like a massive sense of relief because it was like, okay, I've got a reason. Now I need to work out how I get through this and actually then work, work forwards from it. So, which was hard because 2015, a year out from Olympics, the Rio Olympics 2016, all I wanted to do was just go and be ready, but yeah. I
1: I, I want to know just two things. Firstly, when you go through that, that moment, as you said, after Tokyo, when you're feeling completely just burnt out, you're out, you just don't have any motivation. How do you, when is the moment when you start to see the light and you start to come out of it? Because I think that's really important. And, and this, and you, the funny thing is as you hear this a lot with athletes, all the time, and All the time, man, all the time. They, they, they go to world cups or they go to, uh, Olympics or they, you know, Tyson Fury has been very open with it about, yeah. you, you know, it, it, it seems like it's a recurring theme that happens.
0: Yeah. And I kept hearing it throughout my kind of journey. And I kept hearing it and I didn't understand it. Didn't understand it, like, these these Olympians coming back and then struggling to a level where they feel really, really depressed, mm. coming back to home life. They just can't deal with it. And I never understood it. Like I'd come back from London and I'd I'd almost like home, I'm a real home person. So I, lo- I almost looked forward to coming home. So high of Olympic games, I'd almost get a similar high. It sounds mad, but I almost get a similar high. Just being at home, mm, doing normal amazing. stuff, like even like doing house chores, mm. like I just loved coming back to normality. And same after Rio, exactly the same. Like I just flowed on through, looking forward to coming back. So I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend it at all, but now I can completely understand and relate because Tokyo was different. And I think, I suppose, are we saying what's helped me kind of get mm. out of that feeling? Hey, when
1: do you? When is the moment? Because it does, it happens to so many people and then there becomes like a, is there was there a moment for you when you were suddenly like, ah, oh, okay, I've woke up today and everything doesn't feel as heavy or I've woke up today and I've gone, oh, did you suddenly go, oh, I feel like maybe going to the gym today. Was there just a certain moment? Was it your wife who helped you a lot? Because I, I, yeah. I listened to a podcast which, which is uh, sort of, I, I spoke to a friend of mine who went through a really bad batch of anxiety. Right. And he had insomnia, all these different things. And he said to me, what he did is that everything became so obsessive. So one night he'd have a good night's sleep and he ha- he ate some chocolate at like 8.30 in the evening. So he was like, well, that's it. I'm going to eat chocolate. And, God, eight, yeah. 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 and I heard on the that you, your wife took you to have blood tests because you just wanted to figure out what was wrong. And and, and, you yeah. know, and these things, And so you're, you're trying to find reasons for... why you're feeling this way but actually it's most likely down to burnout anxiety whatever it is low mood things like that
0: yeah yeah so we was trying to find those reasons I suppose I learning from how when I found out that I had glandular fever Mm. actually the relief I felt and then I felt I could move forwards I was probably searching for that same thing thing. and I couldn't find it because obviously every blood test came back fine and it was like yeah I don't I don't know what to do and I think I suppose I think the first step for me was and it was so it was a it's a comment that I I brush I used to brush past all the time and you know when people say like if you're struggling that like just talk to people mm. and it's just one of those things that it's, it's such a common thing that people say that I just like you you, you don't really think about too much brush it off but I think I never realized actually how powerful that was and it was a hard thing to do because I'd never really done that and never been open and honest and just out to people, um, even people close to me. And I think that was almost the first step for me, actually realizing, yeah, I, I am I'm struggling with this a little bit. Mm. Um and I'm not really sure how to get out of it. So I started talking to my wife and that I started talking to my family. Um and that done like wonders. Like yeah, it's crazy, it, it doesn't it? solve it, but it, it was definitely then helped me kind of gradually get to the bit to get me out of that. Right. And I think because what it done was I couldn't, and, and I, f- I suppose those first conversations when I look back now is, I couldn't even put it into words how I was feeling because I just couldn't understand it, didn't have any tools to be able to deal with it or anything. So I couldn't, so it took like conversation after conversation team to, to, to actually get words out of me really. Mm. Um, and then it becomes a bit more clear. And I suppose you're not going ever gonna be able to solve it if you don't know how you're feeling or you can't explain it. Yeah. So I think when it becomes more clear in my head, almost began to kind of understand it a little bit more and then try and think of suggestions. So Leah through that whole time was trying to think of ideas, but also at the same time saying, you sure you don't want to go back to gym? And I was like, I didn't even want the conversation. I was adamant, I was done, I was done. I, I almost just tried to bat it away quick. Mm. Um, and then eventually I I remember standing um, on the landing upstairs and I had conversations with my with mum my, with and dad and that lot and my family. And my conversation started to turn from all negative towards coming back to gym to then slight positives start like creeping in and I almost got a message really and then I said to Leah like I think I might just pop in the gym a little bit she obviously <laughs> was well happy with that she could tell I was a little bit more upbeat and yeah. she could see that a smile was on my face so I think um for me that's why I say gymnastics has just brung this huge kind of sense of purpose for me that I didn't know what it didn't I didn't know it was that powerful for what I do.
1: Oh man, that's amazing. Yeah.
0: But I think it's then it's the target. So then I started like setting plans. Like back to what I've done since I was seven years old. I started setting plans. I started, like, why do I want to come back? What's the reasons why I want to come back? What do I want to try and achieve? Um, and have those things that I can literally just grab onto. Um, and then all of a sudden I just felt gradually over time felt felt started to feel a little bit better. I started to feel a little bit more motivated. I had my targets. And it wasn't even from going into the gym or having a bit more structure it was actually just in my head i knew what i wanted to do hmm. and that for me was the thing that completely ticked those boxes
1: if you had to give me a checklist and i know this might be hard of like a heart of what creates a champion or a champion mentality and, and and i think you you're whatever sport you're in you can kind of probably see a Sort of similar comparison. Yeah, definitely. What would you say is on that checklist for someone who's listening to us now and wanting to be in your position and wanting to achieve what you've achieved? What would you say? Here's your checklist. This is what I would start doing.
0: I think going off of my experiences, I think everyone's different, but definitely I think everyone will have similarities. I think, I think first and foremost, it has you have to be dedicated towards it. Like for for me, we talk about doing it from seven years old, like constant. So you have to give time to it. everyone talks about, you know, ten thousand hours mm. put into something to become an expert. I think I worked out the other week that I put in well over kind of thirty five thousand hours into gym <laughs> throughout my time because I just spent so long on it. My so I think dedication God. has to be there i you're never gonna achieve anything. You've done over thirty five thousand hours. I think I probably have done well over that, yeah. Cause when you think about that, like from seven years old and from you know, from a very young age doing thirty five hours a week when I got to like mid-teenish yeah like those hours they do start stacking up and I'm 30 now so they, yeah I've done it for quite a long um so yeah I've estimated that I've put in yeah about that so I think dedication is key obviously mm-hmm. um I think <laughs> I think one really important one is the ability to compete what do you mean by that so I've seen so many Especially gymnastics, but I see so many athletes that um, they they're a champion in training and they win every day in training, but then it comes to competing and it doesn't pull together. So I think the ability to be able to deal with the pressure, deal with actually what you've done throughout a whole build-up to then go and put it into into place within the right time, right place, right minute, and just get everything right. I think the ability to be able to do that is such a key ingredient that's really hard to also teach as well
1: but but that's what is that because i i remember you said somewhere that before tokyo it's the most nervous you've ever been yes so so how do you then harness so then you are talking about harnessing those nerves because that's really tricky isn't it
0: yeah yeah really hard and i'd love to give this one thing to like kind of just be able to do it but it's it's really, really hard. I think I think one thing that I like to do, I suppose that helps me is, I'm really particular with routine. I'm really particular of how I do things, like the way my bag's packed, the way I do everything. So I think for me, when it comes to standing there in that pressure environment, my hands touch upon my horse and I have to go and do my, my performance, I think for me in my head, I've checked off everything that I possibly can.
1: Really? So, so it's, it's, that, it's that literally that routine boom, boom, it's boom, the, it's boom, boom. the
0: mental checklist that I've done, yeah, from the minute I wake up, from weeks and weeks and weeks, like before it. So the preparation is key. Obviously, you have to make slight adjustments and everything, and I'm learning that I have to do that more and more as I'm getting older, because not everything is literally a straight line to where you need to go to. And I feel like the mental checklist between. So I, So for example, I go to a competition, and I don't need to stress about, Oh, did I remember to pack this like because I know I've done it like there's all di- every oh, everything there's no
1: distraction
0: I don't need to rummage through my bag yeah, it sounds really no, really particular but no
1: it makes a lot of sense yeah.
0: so when I open my bag I know where everything is so I don't need to try and find this I know it's, it's there it's there so everything's so set so routine I'm like almost doing things really consciously because they're really particular. That's really interesting because they always talk about like Steve Jobs or people
1: like that who um, wore the same thing every single day, just yeah. because it would just yeah. take away. Uh, yeah, it would just take away any distraction mm. that they could just focus on. And and I think that's really key, especially in sport. You just don't want to have any distraction. You just know it's there.
0: You don't need to think about whether it's there or not. Completely, yeah. completely. And then and then, in doing so, I've checked off everything. I've worked as hard as I possibly can in that whole build up towards it. I couldn't have done any more. So with that thing checked off. I'm in a position where I can't be any better. Then I basically check off everything. So the the routine I do from the minute I wake up to yeah, I've checked off. I've I've had breakfast this time, I've got enough time to do that. Everything is so particular. Um, and I suppose it's almost something that's massively helped me. I think massively helped my consistency, but at times it's not. So being that particular, being that routine, being that structured has been something that's got my hair, helped me get my head in this place where I'm ready to, like, I'm I'm comfortable with myself that I've done everything I can. I'm, I know it's my time to go and compete, but there's definitely been times where it just hasn't worked. When I haven't been able to be adaptable, that things then don't go to plan because Really? it's not a straight line yeah so so then that then that throws you off massively completely
1: I spoke to a musician called Kian DeCrow who has the same thing he, he if he goes on stage and, and everything's not precise it completely throws him off yeah yeah that's interesting has there been a time when that happened yeah
0: so 2014 um again a fairly inexperienced during this stage i have done London 2012 and that lot but um I went to World Championships. It was in Nanjing in China. Mm. And <laughs> have you been to China? No, I've done Hong Kong, but I, I, yeah, but not China. <laughs> did they have? Did they have? toilets that were just not toilets they were just holes in the floor.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I walked into a, I walked into a, I walked into a toilet once in Hong Kong and I walked in and there was a guy shitting in the, middle of the thing. Yeah. and everyone was just standing around and waiting for their guy. I honestly I was like sorry I mean I I didn't I mean I was young. I was like I was like 11
0: and it was oh awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got a bad like a bad experience with those toilets because I think for me it threw me off massively. And that's how ridiculous it sounds now yeah and it sounds ridiculous even myself but because i was so particular with everything so what happened was i went to these toilets saw was this hole in the floor that i didn't know what to do with and yeah went toilet obviously as you do pull your trousers down and i ended up getting wheat all over my trousers and it threw me off so bad because my plan was that I was this is what i was wearing this is what i was wearing to warm up God, i was in these yes. trousers it's like, what, what do I do? Yeah, and such a simple thing like that. Wow! And I went to the competition, mucked up completely. Like, just and you and you know in your head it was because of that. One hundred percent it was because of that because my head was completely thrown, oh. completely thrown from from such a st- stupid thing. Wow, that which is, taught me so much. How does that? How
1: just, how does that manifest itself into normal life? How what does your bedroom look like? <laughs> I reckon uh, I open up your drawer next to it and it's literally, I reckon everything is in position. No, I,
0: I wish it was and I'm trying to get to a position where it was, but it's weird because... Are your
1: socks colour coordinated?
0: No, I I really wish they were. <laughs> like my... <laughs> I wish my house was literally like everything perfect, but it's not. And I think it's... So I've got a little four-year-old and it's almost in, in, impossible to keep it that way. So I've almost, almost learned to be like... Bit relaxed a bit and I think I think my wife would actually love for me to be more like that at home but for some reason I'm just not I'm just not but when it comes to the gym it's like everything's in place
1: yeah but it's amazing if you look at all that's a, that I think it, it, that's the winning mentality if you if you talk to many athletes the, the famous one recently is in the David Beckham documentary how I need to watch that it's so yeah. good just how precise everything is and really yeah I think so and I think um not missing a a a, a mark is just knowing that spot is just—that's what creates the sort of winning mentality for sure.
0: I think it definitely helps if you're able to be slightly adaptable with it, and that's something I've—I've I've had to learn through that experience. So literally, I went—I went to the competition. Obviously, that was like just before I was about to warm up. I went in, I was thrown completely mucked up, didn't make any finals. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I was lucky because I got—I got a second chance from another gymnast pulling out now, pulling out through injury, and then I actually managed it so then so then there's another thing i suppose isn't it because i got another chance and i I remember saying like um i don't want to take it i don't want to take that opportunity because i didn't deserve it and i don't want to it's not my it's not my final so it's for the all-round final
1: wow Um, you didn't want to take it
0: no because i felt like it wasn't mine I, i didn't i didn't earn that and i and then scott my coach convinced me to say like no i can't do it he's um he's got a bad wrist he can't he can't actually do it um he managed to convince me round to actually then go okay i'll I'll do it um so for those few days in between i was then thrown again because um i was almost relaxed more on what i was eating i was staying up like later like usually it's really structured i'm in bed by like at that time i was in bed by 10 and i'd literally somehow have like 11 12 hours sleep every every night yeah mad that's amazing i can't get that now but yeah Yeah. (laughs) um But so then I was thrown again because I was like, well, I can't, I've fully relaxed. I've like, I'm not in my routine. I've changed my my whole structure and everything. He managed to convince me to do it. And then yeah, um, I suppose it was a huge learning curve because I then went and come second to my idol and come second in the world, which was the best result to date at that time. So yeah, it taught me a lot of lessons then moving on from that to have structure, because I do feel like that helps be really specific and particular with what I do, but actually be able to be a bit flexible. If stuff doesn't, doesn't go, go exactly good, you get we on your trousers or something like that.
1: When you hold the pommel or something like that, when you, when you first put your hands on it, in a competition, mm. in the Olympics, is it like, sometimes this is a strange reference, when you if, you, if you're a golfer, sometimes you just pick up the club and you go, this is gonna be a good day. Do you sometimes get that when you walk on, you just, you're, the way you're holding yourself, and it sounds strange,
0: mm. you just feel, no, this is, this is gonna be good here. Um, I think the way warm up goes, can be an indication but also can't be at the same time you almost you never know i think i think there's definitely a feeling of yeah when you place hands on upon a horse or whatever you're doing i think there's definitely a feeling of sometimes you feel a lot more comfortable than others mm. there's definitely but it usually happens then when you've started your routine so it's like when you're into it and you're doing the first couple things you can usually tell how comfortable you are so sometimes you just generally feel a little bit erratic um but sometimes you just feel comfortable and it feels just Seamless, easy, just going through muscle memory type thing. What, but you still what, never know. Like, you never know, right? Click of a thing, like the last world championships I'd done after having a year and a half after competing, it was going well and all of a sudden it just changed. Really? So it's just, it's so hard. Now like you're talking about something that's just such fine margins that can be the difference between you get it slightly wrong and it's the difference between gold and no medal. When you, when you won the floor,
1: and you got the gold in the floor. and you just In did, Rio and yeah. completely unexpected. Mm. And then it took all the pressure off when you were going to get the gold. Yeah. You were have, heading for the gold for the pommel. In your opinion,
0: what is harder? Floor or pommel? God, I don't know. Um, I think most, probably about 90% of gymnasts would say pommel. Um, but I'd say probably floor. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think I've always al- always taken to pommel from, from a youngster. Um, I've always trained double the amount on pommel as any other piece of apparatus. Um, and it's a piece where I've just almost just gravitated towards. Um, but yeah, I think in, it's, it's, it's hard. It's definitely one of those pieces that is really about fine margins when it comes to competitions because a slight shoulder position off or any position off, it's easy to fall off. So that's why in training, I kind of work on a lot a lot of different techniques to try and manage that and try and make myself as adaptable on the pommel horse as possible. So I'm, I'm known for, I remember like 2009 I was like picked for one of my first kind of GB comps Mm. and there was like coaches that started talking and like the words started getting around of like why am I in the team because they was looking at my training and everything was just scruffy it looked like I'd never done gym before but it's actually a way that I train so I trained really really scruffy because when you're going for perfect work actually if it goes slightly wrong it's going to turn scruffy and if you don't train scruffy you'll never be able to adapt or work through scruffy work Wow. So that's a thought through thing that you do. Almost a natural thing that I've done. So it wasn't even a planned thing. It's not even something that my coach said to do. It's almost just something that I've naturally trained that way. Wow. And then now looking back, realizing, oh, I think that was probably quite a beneficial thing to do. Mm. So it was almost just, yeah, almost just landed and just sat right with me. Um, But yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's just almost been a, a weird journey where, you're just learning on the job. I feel like everybody just does that. Yeah, completely. No one knows the right way.
1: What is the what is the hardest um, move you can do in in gym? What would you say is the one that it, you know? If you look at like um, BMX bikers, right? There's a mm. there's a sudden jump they do, or snowboarders do a sudden thing, yeah. or in football you have a sudden move. What, what is it in gym? Is there one where you you're heading towards and you're going this is? This. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. On.
0: <laughs> there's, I suppose there's quite a few in my pommel routine because one one of my mindsets that I've always tried to have is have the highest difficulty routine in the world. Wow. So if I have that, then I know that I can just focus. So it goes back to focusing on me. If I focus on my job, then I know that I'm going to have the potential to kind of re, re, retain titles um, if I go through a routine. So, yeah, there's a few skills in there that you know yeah, harder than others. But don't know, pommel horse is it's a tricky one without i think it's the other pieces that almost have the these wow skills that are just the the riskiest things i suppose because uh, i feel lucky to do to be a pommel horse specialist because it's not the most you can still get injuries but it's not the most dangerous piece yeah, in the world completely it, it's one of the pieces that you can have a bit more longevity on and keep going so i'm lucky that it's my specialist one i just it's hard to pick out one skill in gymnastics because there's thousands
1: i'm just i'm just being honest if you and i hit the trampoline i think i'd school you <laughs> you might do i think I, I, I may my knee my knee to front flip is <laughs> unbelievable you go from the knee yeah to knee, <laughs> knee to a double one sometimes okay yeah check that out Ooh. we should definitely get that <laughs> go um okay looking forward to the next olympics what what are your what are your thoughts on it
0: it's coming around mm-hmm. it's that's not def- far that's definitely in the first thought It's um yeah, really coming around quick. I think um, competition has always just come around so fast. Like you really? always feel like you just have longer than you do. And then before you know it, it's here. Yeah. So at the moment, yeah, we, we started to build up phase. Um, but we got a lot to do before the Olympics. So we got national championships, which are qualification processes. So mm-hmm. every time you go towards Olympic Games, you have the trials. So no one's given a spot what we every sport works in different ways so the way that we've done is we're lucky we've qualified a, um a team of five spots mm-hmm. um but there's no names so then uh, that's, back, that's basically when the battle starts is when the trial starts so then we have to go through these trial processes and then but you're pretty confident I never like I never like to say I I'm, <laughs> I'm in a team and never I never no have that. done for my whole from my whole career because you just never know and I okay. think um obviously you'd like to think the previous results give you a big advantage you've got
1: got 14 medals I think (laughs) I think you're in for a shot I'd like to think so yeah Um,
0: (laughs) but again it's something that i thoroughly thoroughly believed in is that everyone has to do every single trial and the best people go who's the best at that time Um, and it's always worked that way it has to Uh, so yeah we'll go through the trial processes the team will be picked sometimes it's so late but I think it's going to be a little bit earlier this time Mm -hmm. Um, but I remember London was like a month before wow that that's a, which is hard crazy yeah really frustrating i suppose that is frustrating yeah um but yeah it's almost is what it is and i think that comes back to who's ever doing the best at that time we'll go
1: and and you're you of course you have the confidence yourself you're you think you can go all the way
0: uh yeah i'd like to uh, to be honest i so coming even though you believe that your peak was seven years ago whenever it was yeah yeah I believe that, yeah, my peak was definitely seven, eight years ago, wherever that was, but I also look at my work and my Pomerangos routines now compared to Tokyo, compared to maybe around Rio time, they're more similar to Rio time than Tokyo. So I look back at my Pomerangos routine in Tokyo and I'm like, of course, I'm really happy. Like I retained the title and I'm massively, massively pleased with it. And like I said, it was huge relief to make the routine the way I did, but there's so many mistakes in it I can see that I'm, been being a bit hard on myself, but I think I'm definitely more like the gymnast I was in Rio, really? which is a really, really good thing because yeah, that's what I need need to get to. So yeah, when I went into kind of this year's competitions, I was probably the fittest that I've been in a very long time, um, and I just need to get that going. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't have come back. um When
1: you take your top off in the mirror, do you look at yourself and go, "I look pretty good." <laughs> You do, don't you? No, I don't. Yeah, you do, no, I yeah, you do, yeah, you do mate. You get up and look in the mirror, and you go, "Fuck." <laughs> no, God. God. <laughs> we stood side by side in the mirror; it would not be a good sight for me. I don't think
0: <laughs> it doesn't take long, though. Don't take long, man. I've been training hard for so long; it's still there. I don't know what the hell's going
1: on. It's just, like not coming. I like don't get it.
0: What? How often do you train? I train like three, four times a week, but okay, I think my diet's cool. bad. Yeah, so I think diet is diet's one of the biggest huge, things. Yeah. yeah, so I'm really relaxed with food. So I'll, um, I mean, I eat okay m- majority of the year, but yeah, I'm, I'm not this athlete that's just so strict with diets. I, I even hate the word diet to be honest, because it's just diets just never last. They're just on just my short term mm. things every single time. So I almost just really relaxed with food. And when I get a bit closer to comps, I'll eat a bit healthier. Um, and then you see, I see that change massively um, and my wife sees it change massively because she sometimes grabs this bottom bulge here <laughs> and tells me about it, especially as I'm getting older. But I think it goes quick. It goes quick. Like when, when I'm in the gym, I'm doing what I'm doing. You, you start to see it. Yeah, I suppose that's a good feeling.
1: If you if you gold in this one.
0: Yeah. Man. It would be nice.
1: What celebration are you going to do if you get
0: Oh, people take the mick out of me because I... One gold in, in in the previous Olympics, and my celebration was literally like, <laughs> just you pumping your fist. It's just like, nice. No, it's, like <laughs> it's the biggest panic celebration <laughs> I've ever. Heard. So yeah, surely because this is your
1: four, this is your fourth, would be your it'll fourth, be my th- fourth, fourth yeah. Olympics, which is pretty unheard of.
0: Uh, yeah, people have done it. Yeah, people but, have done it, but like, yeah, it's, it's rare. not that common, especially in a sport like gym. It's not it's not that common. Um, I think
1: you got to go. I think you got to go
0: big on it well, on a celebration, I think you it. I, I don't even like talking about a celebration because I'm not even there yet, but but um, yeah, I, I think... You should I, do like a jumping jack,
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just rip your top off. There you go. Oh rip. my god, show the it world would, what they th- want to see.
0: It would definitely just fail though, wouldn't it? Just wouldn't rip. <laughs> unless it was Velcro
1: and you could just Velcro it off or the whole lot lot just Velcro off when you do it
0: no I wouldn't be coming when it comes to like that yeah I I still try not to think about results too much but it's becoming more increasingly difficult it does become more increasingly difficult um, because actually results now are a big part of my motivation so yeah I think I wouldn't have come back if I didn't have those targets set and those targets were to yeah retain titles, so I'm um, yeah I'm excited. I think Paris is coming around so so quick. I think um, coming off the back of Tokyo, when it was um, COVID Games, if you remember, mm. no audience. It's just not the, so same. Strange, yeah, not so, the same. So strange, so so strange, and uh, huge shame. But yeah, being so close to home in Paris. I think it's an opportunity. And Um,
1: you're ready to like go into it and not have, cause you think you don't wanna go dip into that unmotivated space, that sort of burnout space you were afterwards. Cause you are now equipped. You understand that that if that does happen there, it's okay and you can get out of it.
0: I'd like to feel like I'm better equipped. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not gonna sit here and say that I've got all the answers and I've got it figured out because I. Definitely haven't. I think it's a kind of like a constant, constant learning experience for, for us all, and 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 me and my coach especially. Just kind of work out what's the best way to get the most out of me at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited, and I, and like I said, I've I've you know flipped the switch on well, I'm this age. It's this much harder, and all this stuff, and all these things that bring more challenges into it and make it harder. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm massively thriving off of that. So I can't wait because I'm I'm excited to try prove people wrong mm-hmm. um, because I think when you you don't produce results or you have time out in a sport or even when I had Willow um, everyone kind of doubts that oh well, you better stay at a level so I think very very quickly natural human behavior you don't do one thing right and it's like can you still do it so mm-hmm. I think I kind of love the the thought of that so I'll thrive off of that and just thrive off the challenge so I think it's exciting Dude,
1: I, Prospect.
0: I, I you I think you, I, I think you got it. Let's hope so. I think I'm you, doing my best to going to go wild when <laughs> it happens. It's nice. <laughs> I, I, I it, suppose it's nice. because it, I always think my, it's it's my story. I always feel like I'm a bit of a boring person. You're like.
1: not boring. Are you kidding me? The opposite. I could honestly, and I, I, was looking at the time, and I was just like, I don't want to take. I don't know what your time is after today. I could, I have, just could keep going and going. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay, what's a saying or phrase? That always makes you smile, cheers you up.
0: I don't know where Will I got it from, but she says before she goes to sleep, she goes, miss you till the morning. So I love that. I'll take that every night. Yeah. She's four years old. And it's college. Like, uh, we didn't teach her it. I don't know where she got it from. Oh, man. I, I used to it. say
1: to my brother at night when I used to go to bed because I was scared of the dark, i will talk to you a lot in the morning. I didn't want to say like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause just because it was like, it was, I don't know, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. What scares you most about yourself?
0: Um... That's a great question. I think never fully feeling content. Mm. I suppose I, I just don't know if I'll ever... Get I want there. to, but I don't know if I'll get to that position. It's, I think a lot of people feel that. There's an amazing movie called
1: Meet Joe Black. And at the end, he says, I lived a blessed life. Um, and I can now fully say that I'm content. Really? And that's because he, he feels blessed because he feels content. And when you get to that moment where you just go, ah, enough is enough. Mm. I'm Okay. That's a great place to get. But I would say you're also both were too young for that at the moment, but at some point. Yeah, that's something. I Hopefully I'll get that feeling when I'm older, but yeah. That's a great answer. When was the last time you cried? And I have said why.
0: Yeah, oh, maybe when I was going through that period after Tokyo, mm. sat on a sofa feeling like just a waste of space, useless. Mm. I remember getting upset throughout that period. I think that was um yeah, tough one to deal with, I suppose.
1: What's something you can't let go of? <laughs> So these uh, are quite
0: deep. They are really deep. <laughs> Seems to be gym at the moment because I thought I was done and I'm back, so... That's God. a good one. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I would one, 100%. <laughs> Next one, here we go. What turns you off? Turns me off in what sense? Anything. So what turns you off? What don't you like? When people hold, don't hold a door open for people. Yeah. That grates on me. I'm with you. I'm with you. What turns you on? Winning, getting that gold. Yeah, go with Yeah, there you do go. <laughs> there you go. Uh... What do you most like about yourself? Um, oh my god! Um, what do I most like about myself that I'm family man first. I like that.
1: That's great. And last one for a bonus. What's your favourite swear word?
0: Oh my god! This is going to be the clip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I've ever swore. Yeah, you don't have I to. Swear. Don't have to do
1: you don't have to swear if you don't want to. The i don't
0: like uh, i'll be honest with you, i don't like to see one yeah okay fine
1: max listen buddy um thank you so much man i really appreciate that i know you're busy and you're training all these different things and that's no, um, good to be here oh, man it's been amazing i'm i'm rooting for you all the way i thank can't you. wait and thank i know you. the country is as well um go out there and kick some freaking butt all right <laughs> go and i it.
0: appreciate that honestly good to chat that's why i love podcasts just Nice honest conversations, I think it's good. It's been so, amazing, man. I really appreciate, appreciate
1: it. All right buddy, listen everybody's goodbye. Wow, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured or tall.